This episode of The Pursuit of Purpose is a couple of days late from when it normally would have premiered. And I have to tell you that in light of the events that happened in Eastern Iowa last week, which is where I'm from, I just was not in the right mindset to produce a new episode. And even now, a week after the craziest storm I've ever endured, and quite honestly, one I don't ever want to experience again, I'm not really sure that I'm there yet either. But I do want to share some background about the events so that others from outside of this area have some perspective. During any other year, this would have been a challenging week, but combine it with COVID and the general divisiveness and social unrest in the country, it's made the events of the last week even more challenging. Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. Eastern Iowa experienced a derecho. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's the way the majority of the media in the area are pronouncing it. Derecho. D-E-R-E-C-H-O. Do you know what it is? If you're like me, you probably didn't have a clue either. It is a widespread, long-lived, straight-line windstorm associated with a fast-moving group of severe thunderstorms. And it has the potential to rival hurricane and tornadic forces. Derechos can cause hurricane force winds, tornadoes, heavy rains, and flash floods. Interestingly enough, the naming of this weather event came from Gustavus Heinrichs, a physics professor at the University of Iowa, who sought to distinguish these straight-moving winds from swirling gusts of a tornado. I find that ironic given the fact that I basically live in the backyard of the University of Iowa and that's where this event took place. For a swath of storms to be classified as a derecho, it must travel at least 240 miles and move at speeds of at least 58 miles an hour, though the winds are often much more powerful than that. The August 2020 Midwest derecho had winds up to 100 and 12 miles per hour. So let me take you back to the day, August 10th of 2020. And I'm just going to share this from, uh, from my perspective as it relates to how the week unfolded. That particular day, I'm sure, will become memorable in the minds of most Iowans. It is the day that a hurricane ravaged our communities and much of our state. And it's also the day that started a flood of businesses, friends, and families coming together to help each other out when there was overwhelming destruction, demanding nothing but teamwork to move forward. So my initial plan last week for the podcast was to talk about the value of leaning into our brands during hard times and how this can be what carries a business through. Granted, the hard time that I had in mind was the duration of the pandemic, which regardless of what you think or believe about it, has caused major shifts in the markets we all serve with our businesses. It has impacted the way we sell, the way we market our businesses, how we reach our customers, and how we communicate with them. 
there is not an element of life the pandemic has not impacted. Well, Mother Nature had a different topic in mind for me to focus on. And as such, that's what we're talking about. And that is the derecho. So let me give you a little bit of background. Hopefully this will provide some context about what's been happening in eastern Iowa over the last week. Around mid-morning on Monday, our weather warning sirens did start going off in North Liberty where I live. I honestly do not remember what time it was, but it was enough time for us to check the radar, see that there was a storm sitting over the central part of the state, and discuss whether or not we should be getting our family settled into the basement, or if that was even going to be necessary. Like many people I know, we don't always take the sirens seriously, so it wasn't a given that we would bring my daughter and the dogs to the basement. However, a call from my mother-in-law in in central Iowa changed that plan and we did bring them to the basement because she reported that the storm had just gone through her community and the winds were crazy. So we stayed in the basement for a couple of hours. We heard the winds whipping around outside and shortly after the wind started, we lost power. And our power stayed off for about 15 hours. When we finally decided it was safe to come up from the basement to survey the damage, we saw downed fence panels, sheds twisted like a tornado had hit it, and many tree branches down. And some of our neighbors were already starting the process of cleaning up. We quickly realized we were among the lucky ones in our neighborhood. We only lost a small tr- couple of small tree branches, and that appeared to be it. But with no power, we, like a lot of other people, decided that we should go find something to eat for supper. The fast food places that were open had lines wrapped around their buildings, and the grocery store we stopped at had a line through the produce section to get to their Chinese takeout counter. In addition to seeing our fellow community members searching for food, we saw more and more destruction. Huge trees down, shingles off of homes, power poles and lines down. It was becoming apparent that this was a much bigger storm than we realized. But remember, we're without power, so we cannot turn the TV on and quickly find out what was happening or how far it was or even get notifications from our power company as to how long they estimated the outage would be. So as we turned our attention back to the lack of power and what we would need to do until it came back on, we found flashlights. We refrained from opening our refrigerator or our freezer, and we cooked our supper on our grill. We accepted the fact that power wasn't going to be coming on soon, and with no power, we didn't have reliable communication to be able to find out what the status was of any recovery efforts. We did, however, find a radio, a battery-powered radio, and so we, we were able to hear a few damage reports. Our power finally returned Tuesday morning around 4 a.m. And thankfully, it has stayed on. And we're now on Monday of the following week. However, I have many friends in the area that are not so lucky. As I record this, we are seven days post the storm and thousands are still without power. And the reality of the destruction becomes more and more significant each day. Millions of acres of corn and soybean crops have been destroyed, just flattened by the winds. Power lines are down everywhere. 
the number of people displaced due to the damage to their homes or apartment buildings is incomprehensible. There was a report on the news over the weekend that a a building inspector in Cedar Rapids had inspected and marked 1,300 residences as uninhabitable. So just in the course of a 40-minute storm, 1,300 people became homeless. Businesses are destroyed. Historic buildings in the area that used to house coffee shops and boutiques, the walls have collapsed, or their roofs were blown off, or both. School buildings are damaged to the point that they will not be able to start school next week as they originally planned. And a community library and all of its collections are destroyed. My family and I went to a part of Cedar Rapids on Sunday where there was a great need for food and helped serve a warm meal to at least 100 people who were very, very grateful to have something other than cold food for the day. The destruction in that area was hard to see. I've never seen the aftermath of an explosion, but I have to think that what I saw that day was similar. People in this area are living in tents. There are holes in their roofs. One building had lost an entire roof and a significant portion of the second floor. Another had lost the entire west side of the building, leaving just the studs and a few pieces of insulation on what had been the exterior wall. So earlier I mentioned that I wanted to talk about how leaning into our brand during hard times can be a benefit in, ma- in helping our businesses get through this. So how am I going to make this connection for you related to what's going on in our community now in the last week and leaning in to our brands? I want you to think about this. Two days after the storm, I had a conversation with a trusted colleague and friend who lives in one of the rural communities very close to one of the hardest hit areas from the storm. He told me about how he had gone to the local convenience store which also happens to be one of his clients. He noticed that the front area hadn't been swept, so he went to the manager or one of the staff, I'm not sure which it was, and asked if he could get a broom and clean for them. Then he noticed that the windshield wiper cleaner out by the gas pumps was empty. He asked where he could get that and filled that for them. Did he need to do this? No. This convenience store was significantly busier than they would typically have been because it was one of the only places close to the storm that still had gas. People needed gas for their cars so that they could continue to charge their phones. They needed gas for chainsaws so that they could start cleaning up the debris and getting out of their homes because a lot of them were trapped in their houses or at least their cars were trapped in garages because of downed trees. People in that hardest hit area of the storm were coming to his community because there was still gas. And that staff of that convenience store was solely focused on keeping up and not much else. No power meant no way to pump gas. It also means no way to accept debit or credit cards for payment. It also meant no way to keep ice and freezers going. People were looking for resources and they had to leave town to get it. Not long after this conversation, I saw a local screen printing company known for giving back to the community and supporting social causes, create a line of apparel that a portion, if not all of the proceeds 
would go to charities helping the communities impacted by the derecho. Then I was invited to a Facebook group, the Iowa Derecho Storm Resource Page, which is focused on connecting people who need help to individuals or businesses who can help. When I looked at the number of people in that group yesterday, it was over 44,000, and I'm sure it's much bigger today. A local grocery store chain has a mobile truck that's taking food into areas where mobility is still challenging. And how is mobility challenging? Well, it means that the roads are still blocked and individuals may not be able to get out of their neighborhoods due to the downed trees and power lines. It may not be safe for them to leave because of those downed power lines. The power companies impacted have called in help from surrounding communities and states. At one point, I heard that one power company had over 500 crews working around the clock to restore power as quickly and safely as possible. To give this some perspective, this might be up to five times the number of crews that they would normally have working, and they're doing work right now that normally would take six to eight months to complete because they're having to put up new poles, connect new wires, and bring them to the homes of the individuals that were impacted. They're doing this in short time spans that normally would take five to eight months. And yet all of this help is not enough. But let's go back to how leaning into our brands can help us overcome hard times. My friend, the one who helped his client with simple tasks at the convenience store, one of his goals for his business and for his brand is to be known as a trusted advisor to his clients. Helping them ease the overwhelm after a historic storm will make an impact on that client. Yes, it was the nice thing to do, but it will also in the long run help his brand. Because branding, remember, is a long game. It's not a sprint. It is a marathon. The businesses and individuals who are stepping up and helping through the Facebook group that I mentioned, they are making their mark on the individuals they're helping. The personal brands and business brands will be remembered. The grocery store that deployed the mobile vans, they will be remembered for their assistance. The screen printing business, they will be remembered for what they gave back to the community that they're serving. Even if a person had never used their print shop before or purchased some of their apparel before, they will be known now. Hospitals are opening their facilities for people to come to charge their medical devices and shelter elderly and chronically ill individuals who are without power. Those who are visible and helpful during times of crisis will be remembered. Equally, those who are silent especially if they are ones people would expect to see or to expect them to be visible, will also be remembered. Just maybe not the way they want to be remembered. Showing strength in crisis helps to create brand awareness and ultimately brand loyalty. Research shows the critical role marketing can play in helping lift spirits and build empathy. Research done by PepsiCo during the pandemic suggests that companies need to not only show empathy in their consumer-facing communications, so meaning when they're talking to the people who are buying their products, 
but they also need to show empathy for their workers, other employees or partners, businesses, and the community at large. Times of crisis present a key opportunity for brands to reinforce customer loyalty by sending a message that is relevant, meaningful, and helpful. By leaning into your brand values, a business will prove they are more than just a business. Showing support of the community in times of crisis allows your brand values to be seen in ways not often showcased or known to your customers. The result will raise the loyalty people have to a business over another. And the businesses or brands that are noticeably absent in the community response will also feel the effects of this absence by way of being absent in the minds of their community later. Clarity and consistency of message are also key during hard times. Staying the course of who and what your brand stands for is more important than ever. If you are seen veering off course or alignment with what your brand is known for, you will confuse your customers and cause doubt in their minds. Be aware of what is happening and where it makes the most sense for your business to play a role. As a business faced with a crisis, whether it is the derecho, the pandemic, or some other community crisis, there's wildfires going on in in California right now. There's more storms predicted to hit the East Coast. We are starting hurricane season. I'm sure there's probably tornadoes that will hit in Tornado Alley. Any of these things are crises that businesses will be left to respond to. Ask yourself these questions as you consider the role your business will play in overcoming those circumstances. How can we keep our teams safe? How will this impact our operations? What do we need to say to our community? And how can we handle this in a way that maintains trust and confidence? I'm seeing this happen in my community in significant ways. If businesses are able to open and provide Wi-Fi and power, they are making it known they are open for those resources to be shared. Some are opening their doors for showers and laundry. The amount of help and support offered is a sign of empathy. While it is certainly hard to see the destruction from this storm, it is also heartwarming to see people coming together to help and to see businesses opening their doors in whatever way they may be able to do, which right now is difficult for many since power is not fully restored and they are dealing with their own repairs and cleanup efforts. I'll put some links in the show notes to the media coverage and photos from this area. You have to see it to understand the magnitude of damage that Eastern Iowa has has been dealt in the last week. And keep in mind, this storm was only about 40 minutes long. The amount of damage it did in 40 minutes is mind-boggling. I'll also include an article published in the Cedar Rapids Gazette that contains a list of ways to support the cleanup and relief efforts happening in the area. If you feel so inclined, make a donation. It will be greatly appreciated. The Red Cross has started setting up shelters. 
The World Central Kitchen and Operation Barbecue Relief are also in the area. Tree removal companies and linemen from around the country have been arriving daily to help. The state has designated multiple counties as, as natural disaster areas, and the, the federal government is now getting involved. But this is all happening a week later. So as I said earlier, my intention had been to talk about how leaning into the purpose of your brand can be the best thing a business can do in challenging times. My initial concept for this was to talk about the pandemic. Mother Nature gave me a different topic or a different example to share instead. If you need help overcoming those frustrations and uncertainties that you have related to building out a brand that will bring you the clientele that you're looking for, that will help you resonate with them, or better yet, even just identify them so that you can better relate to the struggles that they face day in, day out while they're searching for a solution like what you can offer to them, the Brand Confidence Mastermind is here to help you do just that. We will meet twice a month and we'll do hot seat coaching and have deep seated conversations around what makes your business tick and how can we make it happen and become a reality rather than just an idea. Give me a call or shoot me an email at amy at amyaustinmarketing.com and we'll talk about whether or not the Brand Confidence Mastermind is the right place for you. I think it probably will be. I'm excited to offer this service and I look forward to meeting all of you who join us as we find accountability and create clarity, consistency, and confidence in growing our business and viewing our brand as the all-important asset that it represents to our business. Give me a call, shoot me an email, schedule a discovery call, and we'll find out if this is a good fit for you. This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.